special welcome to those who are here for the first time. Are there any others? I think that's it. First, first timers, may it not be your last time. And may you feel at home in this beautiful place. This is the Satyoga Ashram, located at the sacred ground of Arunachala, which is the holy mountain of Shiva in India. And was the dwelling place of the great sage Bhagavan Sri Ramana Maharshi. who embodied and spoke the purest and highest teachings of our age. And it is our firm intention and wholehearted desire to live with as great a level of purity and God-consciousness and divine love as he demonstrated to the world throughout his life. And we celebrate all the great sages of all time, of all traditions, of all religions, because there is only one true religion that is embodied in all of the apparently different ones. Because there's only one God, one truth, one supreme reality. And we are all that. But we come to an ashram like this to remember what we may have forgotten about who we are, our true nature, our true purpose here. And the power and the love that is latent, if not already emergent within all of us. So I want to thank you all for coming to this sacred event because you are doing something here that is a gift for the whole world. The transformation and the realization of any particular being enlightens all beings because the self-luminous presence that you realize within is immediately transmitted throughout the universe, throughout our planet, to all beings to help in their awakening. And I want to give a special thanks to all of those karma yogis who came early to prepare the way for us 
to clean the lodge and the bhavans and all of the other things that needed to be done that make this ashram truly a sacred place. And you are great heroic workers. The Supreme One. This is a week for all of us to bathe in divine love. Do you all want to do that? Yes? I hope that's why you've come. To receive a complete baptism in divine love that will dissolve the ego forever, will dissolve all illusion, all ignorance, all forgetfulness, all suffering. And so I hope that during this week you will leave aside all of your concerns about worldly life. Don't even think about it. If you live somewhere else, don't even think about it. This is all there is. Be here fully, fully present. And in the silence of pure awareness, whether you're in sitting meditation or walking or doing karma yoga, whatever the body or the body-mind need to be doing, you remain in silence, in peace, in remembrance of your true self. And soon all the layers, all the baggage, all the suffering of the ego will melt away and you will realize your eternal freedom. And then there will be bliss. And bliss is already there underneath all of that baggage, if there is any left. Underneath that veil, all of you are already in the bliss of divine love. That's our nature. And we're here to remember that and to realize there is no reason ever to forget. There's nothing in the world that needs to cause us stress or loss of our center or fear or anxiety. All of that is part of illusion. So we're here to become free of illusion. Highest teachings tell us that there is ultimately no difference between the world, the soul, and God. The illusion of difference is called Maya. But God is all that is, everywhere. And therefore God is within you, and is you. 
You are already that. And therefore, this process is effortless. There's nothing you need to do. Just to be who you are. The Self, the Supreme Self, is indescribable and indefinable because infinite, vast, and beyond any words or concepts to describe. But the Indian sages who have realized that truth have given us some words, some ideas to hold on to that come as close as language can come. And the three main terms for the description of the Supreme Real are Sat, Chit, and Ananda. Sat is translated often as being, but it means the Supreme Being, the power that underlies, permeates, and brings about the world, the universe and dissolves it when that time has come. Creates, sustains, dissolves. The Supreme Real is also Chit. Chit is intelligence, pure, infinite intelligence, unlimited. An intelligence that is far beyond thought. Linguistic thought is a very primitive means of transmitting ideas. It's a very poor carrier of wisdom. God's wisdom is instantaneous and all-encompassing. But we have access to that because we are that also. And the third is Ananda, everyone's favorite. Ananda is the bliss of divine love, the overflowing bliss of infinite love. And we are that also. Only one simple thing is required to realize all of this, which is to silence the chattering mind that blocks that realization. It's very simple. And so when we become more interested in discovering the Satchit Ananda of our real self, then we are in being concerned with the Maya of daily life and of the illusion of being a separate ego alienated from the Supreme One. When we are ready to drop that illusion and wholeheartedly wish to return inward to the Self, the Self is waiting, the Self has always been there. The ocean of bliss is ready to be dived into whenever you wish to do so. So I urge you not to wait. 
use this week as a wonderful opportunity to dive deep and dissolve all that thought it was different from God. All that thought it was some separate suffering ego who couldn't control its mind and couldn't stop its obsessions, anxieties, depression, whatever. Everyone's got their own craziness that are all illusions. But they are illusions. And so it's very easy to dissolve them in the ocean of bliss. And then when you are finished with your baptism, don't come out of that ocean. Live as the ocean of bliss. You can do that. You don't need to go back into the illusion that you're separate. Once a meditation is finished or a retreat is done, when you go back to the illusion of Kali Yuga out there, the world of the rat race and egos clashing and warring upon one another, just recognize it as illusion. Don't fall into the trap of worrying about it. It's all in God's hands. All will come out perfectly well. We do our service. We help. In whatever way, we transmit love. And souls awaken to the truth. The world will transform. It has to go through its time of suffering and tribulation. Yes. That's what the souls in Maya have chosen as the, their way of purification through karma. But there is the other way of surrender to God. And so when we are in the world and people can see our joy, our peace, our light, our power not to be disturbed, not to fall into fear and not to fall into those other pathologies of the ego, but to remain like the lotus, like the Padma, floating above the mucky pond, but untouched by it ever. And floating in the heart of the lotus with the glory of the diamond of supreme light and love. It's a beautiful archetypal image that developed long ago in India and is eternally true. Each of us is the diamond in the lotus. Om Mani Padme Hum, the famous Buddhist mantra. It is the truth. It's not just something to worship or believe in. It is your reality when you choose to fully surrender to that diamond light as yourself. And that self-luminous being that shines through you and as you is divine love. All religions say that God is love. It is real. It's true. Some of them don't add, however, that we are that God who is love. We are all manifestations of that. Not just somebody who lived in Palestine a few thousand years ago, or someone who lived in India and got enlightened under the Bodhi tree. 
not just some other sage somewhere else. Each of us are born to manifest that and be that. And this is the time to do it. This is the moment. Now, now is all there is. Choose now to let go of all the obscuring veils over the divine light. Let it shine through you. The joy that comes with that is overwhelming. It heals whatever dis-ease that you may feel in body or mind. And it purifies the spirit to the ultimate potential of luminosity. And of benevolence and of the power to raise the world back into another golden age, a world of love, of peace, freedom from conflict, in which nature will be cleansed of all the pollution that has been so malevolently brought on her by a system of profit at the expense of the sacredness of our world. All of that will be gone and a new world will arise if enough of us radiate that supreme light and power of transformation into the world. Each of us can play an extraordinarily powerful role. We may think because you may have been indoctrinated into the system of politics that you're helpless and there's no way to change what is, but it's changing already on its own. Kali Yuga's collapsing and Satyuga's being born. The more of us who resonate with and transmit the energy of the next era of a much higher state of consciousness, purer, that absolute God-realization, eliminating all egoic veils and obstacles and filling the world with love, will speed up this transformation and take the world out of its suffering and misery all the sooner. Nothing else will accomplish that change. No political or social movements, certainly no wars. Nothing that can occur on the egoic level can do anything but make the problem worse. It is the ego that's the cause of the world's problems and only by dissolving the ego do we solve the problems. Because then we automatically live as one. We realize we are all one. There is harmony, cooperation again. Not some desire to be one up on the other because there are no others. We're all the same. We are all forms of the one intelligence.
And all it takes is being willing to silence the mind. It's a very small price to pay, isn't it? It's very easy. The mind is the cause of all your suffering anyway. Why would you want to keep chattering about nonsense and negativities and desires that are frustrated and fears that are illusions? Silence it and realize your eternal self. Be free. There doesn't seem any other reasonable way to live, does there? And because it's natural to us, it's easy. Ramana called it Sahaja Yoga. Easy, natural yoga. No effort at all. Christ said it too, my yoke is easy, my yoga is easy. This is the same. I and the Father are one. True for all of us. Realize it. You're free. He could have equally said, I and the Mother are one. The Supreme Real is both Father and Mother. But most importantly, ourself. There is no separation, no distance, no need to worship, only to realize. And so in this retreat, we will practice silencing the mind, since that is all that needs to be done, but it takes practice to do it. You inherently have the power. You outrank your mind. Your mind belongs to you, not the other way around. You have the power, if you use your will to do so, to just say, stop. And, and ask, who am I? I am not the mind. Who am I? What is the I? What is the source of consciousness? What is the true basis of my existence that I cannot doubt and that I do not need to think about? And you will come to silent awareness. It's there. That's who you are. Before any thought process begins, silent presence is always there. But we tend to obscure it. From the moment we wake up, we're thinking. To the moment we go to sleep, and even in our sleep. The thoughts never stop for many of us. We're addicted to them. As if we've received some command never to stop thinking. If you have received some command like that, please nullify it. It's invalid. <laughs> God's command is be silent, realize, be still. That's, that's what it says in the Torah. I am that I am. Be still and know that the I is God. So there's no intricate process that we have to go through. There's not a lot of training. You don't have to be an acrobat. You don't have to know a lot of scriptures. 
You just have to know the I am. And then you'll know everything that is important. So please practice this perseveringly during this retreat. Whatever you're doing, return to the silence again and again. Stay in the silence as much as possible. We're not here to chatter with each other. We're not here to socialize. Yes, there are times to make friends. I hope you will get to know each other. I want to get to know all of you very deeply, if I don't already. But the true deep knowing is in silence. It's not in words. Words obscure the true self. And the more we are together in a sacred communion of silent presence, the more we resonate together at that level and we realize our oneness. So for one to get to know another is just to realize that the other is oneself. There are no differences. At that level of ultimate truth, there are no differences. All of this is Brahman. All of this is the manifestation of God. How could there be any differences? And the more that this realization permeates your consciousness, the more happy you will be. And the more you won't depend on anything outside to make you happy. All your addictions will fall away, including your addiction to thinking. Because you're already happy, what's there to think about? <laughs> Lancelot Law Wright, who is a philosopher of the century, began one of his books called The Next Development in Man, which was kind of about this process of evolution. He said, thought is born of failure. Okay. When action doesn't satisfy your needs, you start thinking. How do I solve this problem? How do I do it better? How do I get the cheese from the other rat? All of those things, that's, that's when strategizing begins, right? But the truth is there is no failure except the thinking itself, which takes you away from the divine love. And the love and the wisdom that is inherent to the self will solve all problems spontaneously through you. And when thoughts need to come to deal with an external reality, the thinking will be so powerful, so focused, so concentrated, and so inspired by the source that solutions will be found easily. Don't struggle. Make all of your life easy. It can be done. Simply recognize who is behind the thinker. What is the nature of the consciousness in which the thoughts arise and disappear? The thoughts do arise and disappear. They're very temporary, fleeting, even though the same ones will often come up again and again, but they're temporary phenomena. Whereas the one who perceives those thoughts doesn't change, unchanging throughout time. You are the changeless one. You can't be 
one of the fleeting thoughts or even the train of fleeting thoughts. You are the one who is silently present to those thoughts, for whom those thoughts occur, who no longer needs to listen to those thoughts. You are that one who is far more intelligent than the thoughts that are talking at you. You don't need them. If you will not pay attention to them and to the source, much more powerful inspirations and intuitions will come through. So don't listen to the wrong voices. Listen to the voice of silence. You'll never go wrong. So you're obviously not the mind. And more obviously, you're not the body. Your body started out very small. It was a fetus. It was a few cells. It was a single fertilized egg. Now it's large and feels like an adult. But it's also going to age. It's going to disappear from the world as well. But has your consciousness changed in all the time you've been aware of your life and existence? No, you've watched the changes. Personality may have changed, interests may have changed, the content of the thoughts may have changed, but the perceiver has not changed. The perceiver is not the body. The perceiver is pure awareness. And where is pure awareness located? It's not an object, it's not a thing. You can't study it scientifically. You can never put it under a microscope. It's pure, ineffable spirit. Even spirit, what's that? There's no true description for the self. Because the self is beyond this world. The self is actually in another dimension and yet also permeates this world and is all that is, there because it, the self is boundless. See if you can find a boundary to pure awareness. There's no limit. There's no fence at the end of it where it comes to an end. It's limitless. The whole universe is contained in consciousness. Look through a telescope. Nowadays you can see to the ends of the universe, beautiful galaxies, nebulae, all these things. Well, they are appearing in your consciousness. Nothing is except that which appears in consciousness. Consciousness is primary. The world is simply an appearance that happens within consciousness. So the first thing you must know is consciousness. When you understand consciousness truly, deeply, you will understand everything that appears within it. And you will know its true nature once you know your true nature. And you won't be deceived by anything or anyone. You'll become very wise. And very accurate in how you navigate your way through the world. Because you'll no longer be distracted, seduced, tempted, sidetracked. And you will fulfill the highest mission in this world. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, 
please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.